Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'd never experienced anything that bad before. Like, I would go into work and I'd be, at, like, I'd be shaking, like visibly shaking. If I wouldn't say it to a friend... Why am I saying it to me? Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by what I can tell already. It's probably going to be one of my new favourite people. It's hypnotherapist and entrepreneur and everything else in between. It's Ellie James. Hi. Welcome hi, to hi. the Waffle Shop. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for travelling. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. It's honestly such a pleasure. It's, it's weird. I'm still, as you probably hear it in my voice, I'm still very giddy that people are like, coming here because I feel like this has been like my little kind of safe place for so long yeah but not even so long we've only been open like a couple of months but like now it's like it's amazing honestly I'm obsessed with this place (laughs) it's cool isn't it (laughs) yeah it's a nice nice place I love it every now and again I just get myself like a little pat on the back like oh this is nice isn't it (laughs) reality check yeah and then people come in they're like oh my god you want to talk to me it's great (laughs) how are you doing I'm good I'm really good do you know what? It's been so much. It's been such a big journey and such a short short space of time. Yeah. Um. And you know, I started my hypnotherapy journey because I had really bad anxiety, and I think it completely changed things for me in a matter of like weeks. Wow. Like, literally after two sessions, I was like what's happened to my thoughts like where where is all the overthinking going and I was really struggling at the time with like uh, a relationship and like work and stuff like that so I think now I can't really believe like things change so quickly like literally change so quickly so yeah I'm I'm just good moving on moving onwards and upwards you can hear that in your voice it's like yeah Okay, yeah, part of it. I don't know what this was. <laughs> um, before we dive into that, I do something called the weekly waffle on the show, which is something quite petty that gets on my nerves. That once I've spoken about with my guest, it's supposed to make me feel better. Okay, um, I'm starting to realize as I'm having these conversations that the stuff isn't actually that petty, it's just me moaning about myself. Okay, I love that. Um, I love it. But one of them which I picked today like specifically all right because one of your posts that you put out on social media it really resonated with me okay and it's something especially lately I've been giving myself such a hard time for and it's the self-sabotage oh my god and it is getting to a point now where like it's like I'm almost having like an internal argument with myself because I'm in this kind of state of mind where if I wouldn't say it to a friend 
why am I saying it to me? Why are you saying it to yourself? Yeah. yeah. And it's just winding me up. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to run it past Ellie because I feel like <laughs> if there's anyone to talk to this kind of stuff about. Do you know you. what? I think a lot of it is in the control of your subconscious. So your subconscious is self-sabotaging you. It's not a conscious thing you're doing. You're just reverting to it because yeah. it's it's a, a self-belief that you've developed over time. Um, and so if you imagine like, your subconscious every single day takes on board like you know images sounds smells emotions from situations that you're put in and then those emotions don't leave you unless you deal with them you heal from them they don't leave you you develop self-beliefs throughout like from a child up until like you know forever yeah. basically you know and and they're subconscious beliefs. So I think self-sabotage is a subconscious thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's, it's horrible. But you know, it did make me laugh because <laughs> when I was reading like your posts around and like your conversation around self-sabotage, you mentioned the whole music thing. And it, obviously we talk about music quite a lot on the show. And it was that kind of like, I never, ever remember learning the words no. to Mr. Brightside. But for some reason, I could recite them like Everything. that. Yeah. And it wasn't until I read like the post about like my subconscious and like, obviously like being around that kind of song, like growing up or, you know, at every party that I've ever been at, even though I might not be listening to the song, I'm taking it in. You are, yeah. And you absorb everything. It's like your mind records everything yeah. every single day. So you could have, you've probably had a moment where you've like, almost smelt something and it's taking you right back to your childhood yeah and you're like wow i haven't seen that in years like that's amazing but that's that's how your mind works you know it it, it matches up memories with sounds smells um and and that's why you can be triggered so there's like obviously people who get ptsd they're they're triggered from a sound yeah. and it will take them back to that horrific memory that they've got trauma yeah. with does that make sense yeah because you hear it a lot with like like perfumes and aftershaves don't you in that kind oh, of yeah. Yeah, subject yeah, yeah. that yeah. like really and to be fair even something as simple as kind of like an alcoholic drink that you might have had on holiday yeah. or a certain shot or something yeah. like that it almost takes you back to that like disgusting feeling of like oh i can't That's believe I just, like, yeah i can't, like, can't do that again yeah um but i remember I remember the smell of my year two teacher's perfume. That's how wow. how much your subconscious records. And I smelt it one day and I was like, I know that smell. And I was like, oh my God, it's my She's teacher. Here. <laughs> She's here. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just incredible. We're basically sponges. We are. We are. We're just... I mean, if you think about it, obviously kids, they're, they're even more sponges because they're like bigger sponges because. Because they don't have jobs. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that's why they don't have kids <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah no like it's incredible how your mind works and how it stores all that information and and you can literally within seconds access that memory and that's kind of what hypnotherapy is all about mm. so i've probably gone off off topic now, okay. but... quickly before we dive into the <clears throat> hypnotherapy, is there anything that gets on your nerves that you would like to Definitely. Get off your chest. Do you know what really gets on my nerves? <laughs> right, two things. Is it right to have two things? Absolutely. All right. One of them is bucket hats. <laughs> <laughs> Only because all I think of is, you know, um, Bill and Ben, the flower pot men. That's what yeah. I think. Every time I see them, I'm like, oh, I just want to punch you. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Um, <laughs> You know what? Every other person who has ever come on this show is like slow walkers, traffic, oh, really? and you're just like straight in there. I don't even think you thought Sorry, about that. Sorry, it's really sad. Sorry to the bucket hats out there, but um, but yeah. And the other thing is actually having to not wear pajamas. Like pajamas are the best thing invented, and the fact that you have to get dressed, and it's not socially acceptable yeah. to just go out in your pajamas. Or is it though? Because I feel like everything could be a pajama, except for jeans. People who chill out with well, jeans, jeans are definitely weird. are not a pajama. Yeah. <laughs> Too much taping going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this took quite a turn. 
how did your hypnotherapy journey suck? You mentioned about <clears throat> the kind of it helping you when you needed it. What kind of happened? Obviously, feel free to share whatever you want or not at all. Um, what that journey kind of looked like to get to that point of needing hypnotherapy? Yeah, so I was, I mean, it was a couple of years ago, so quite a short space of time ago, really. Um, during lockdown, um, I had like quite a, a traumatic, I suppose, time at work yeah. where it was a really high pressure job. Um, I can't really, you know, go in, delve yeah. into more details, yeah, yeah. but it was very high pressured and there was a lot of expectation for me to know what I was doing without really actually having started and got into the job mm. because we were in lockdown, you know, like you're working from home. And <clears throat> so I didn't really have anyone to kind of like communicate with and say, am I doing this right? I'm like, I don't really mm. know if I'm doing this right. So there was no guidance. And then I think that took, you know, like, I suppose in lockdown, you just, everything becomes, that becomes your centre. There's well, nothing else to do. it was a minefield though, wasn't it? Because it was those tiny, not that it was a tiny thing, but like, you know, like everything was heightened. It literally, Like yeah. we were so isolated and shut off anyway, but we weren't even able to like go and visit parents or like family, friends, whatever it might have been. But then <clears> when it comes to the work thing, you're so used to kind of just getting up off your desk go and have a conversation. And then, yeah. so if you haven't got that kind of support network there, you're going to, like, yeah. you're bound to, like. Yeah, and I mean, it was just a whole new world to deal with at home, you know, mm -hmm. in, in my flat at the time. And and then I had a relationship which arguably, you know, just a classic toxic relationship, yeah. really. And and all of it built up. And, and that's what I would say was, you know, something that built up this really, mm -hmm. really high pressure anxiety and when I say anxiety like I'd never experienced anything that bad before like I would go into work and I'd be at, like I'd be shaking like visibly shaking and I genuinely think oh my god people must think that I'm like an alcoholic yeah. or that like I don't know I'm doing drugs or something at yeah. work because I just can't stop shaking. But you can't explain it until you actually experience it, though, can you? Literally because, not. like, if you didn't know or, like, lived it, I'd be like, oh, God, like, what, what's she doing? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but it is yeah. that kind of thing. And then it, from a similar thing, like, until I had, like, the physical symptoms of anxiety, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. You almost, it makes it more <laughs> anxiety inducing because yeah. now it I'm is. now worried about what everyone else is going to think about, about that I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that was that was just... I started to realize people are noticing. Yeah. And I think it was the fact like I would go, I would get up in the morning and think, I'm just so exhausted. Like I can't, I can't deal with these thoughts anymore. Mm. The overthinking and the the shaking, the napping all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like exhausted. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and one thing I knew was that I was having very irrational thoughts like mm. around my relationship. And I just, there was a lot that was there, yeah. it was like, this isn't rational. And I knew that, but it was really hard to reason with myself. Um, so I kind of, I was actually on the train to work and uh, I decided to to do a bit of Googling as you do. I was thinking what alternative therapies are there for anxiety, right? Because as a child, I hadn't had anxiety. I had like um, a mild depression, yeah. which was, you know, in, in my teens, like a really long time ago. And the only experience that I'd had of like therapy was CBT or mm -hmm. um, like counselling. Yeah, well, that's the standard kind the of. Standard stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think at that point, I kind of realised like, oh my god, I need I need something that's going to help me quick, like fast, because I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I'd never ever felt like that. Um, and it so I kind of got in, in touch with this guy called Mark and. Um, I'm just doing a Google search. His hypnotherapy came up and I thought, I don't really know what it's about. Mm. Like, you know, let's look into it. And within, I mean, I did the first session and at the time I was thinking it's a lot of, of a lot of money for me to pay up front. And I was thinking, but I will do anything. If there's a yeah. slightest chance, I'm going to feel better. So, um, yeah, I paid obviously and then did one session and I kind of, I felt like, there was emotion coming out, but yeah. like during the week and then the following session, I think it was about halfway through the week, the following week, 
and I just had this moment where I was like a pin drop moment like oh my god where have my thoughts gone like where's the where's the overthinking gone why do I not care that my boss is like you know shouting at me yeah. about something or other this is just not me like what's happened to me um and there was nothing that kind <laughs> of triggered that or it literally just something that just like Ooh, it okay. was a stop pit like a pin yeah. drop stop moment and I remember I was walking along somewhere in the street and I remember thinking what like this has taken up my day you hear your voice 24 like, oh. hours a day like you know but for wow. like or however long you're awake <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in my case it was yeah. probably about three hours but you know it was taking up my whole day thinking like on overdrive so I think really it was a reality check for me I was like wow what's happened like yeah. you know this is different. And, and from that point onwards, I was like, I just got to get my hands on this. Like what's happened to me, yeah. you know? Um, but it just shows you the power of your own mind, right? Because there's a lot, lot up there that you don't know is up there. And, and yeah, I, I explain it to people. Like you have, if you imagine your mind is like a Coke can and you over time, you're subject to like trauma. So for example, you might go through a breakup or you might, um, you know, go through bereavements and things like that. <clears throat> and when you shake that Coke can and that, you know, trauma builds. So you're shaking up through the trauma, trauma builds and pressure and pressure until you get to the point where you're going to pop. And everyone, everyone hits their threshold at some point. <laughs> um, so when, you know, you hit that point, I would say that's the best point to have hypnotherapy because you're desperate for change and and people that are desperate for change respond very well to hypnotherapy why um, <clears throat> in these kind of like sessions and stuff like obviously you, you said that you'd had like cbt and like the you know the the normal kind of like level of counseling was there a different feel to like your first hypnotherapy session or like, t like talk me through like a standard kind of session because God, yeah. i'm i have no idea but it's, it's it is an area that i'm like well obviously you see the impact there's no one that I think that I've experienced who said it doesn't work. Yeah. So hypnotherapy is not a talking therapy. Yeah. So you're, the great thing about it is, and a lot of men really like it because a lot of men don't want to come in and say, you know, I'm not generalizing. Mm. That is that is a general, yeah. you know, like a, a thing that a lot of men don't want to talk about their problems. They don't want to relive it. And a lot of people don't like, you know, and they sit down and they think you're, you're taking me through the mud. Like, to get to a point, you know, in counseling, yeah. um, because they have to talk through it all and relive it all. Um, but hypnotherapy, it will start by me giving a pre-talk. So, you know, what we're doing now is in effect a pre-talk because I'm yeah. explaining to you <clears throat> how your mind works, how subconscious works, um, you know, just all those things that will allow you to go deeper into hypnosis. Um, and the suggestion, is there so i've given you suggestion are you hypnotizing you know. me now no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> just checking no. i've suge... got a busy day <laughs> you're like what's gonna happen to me today um but the suggestion's there right yeah. and so what hypnosis is 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 very different to a talking therapy because you'll be in a chair and you you are not talking to me i'm doing all the talking and you are in a very, very relaxed, deep state of trance. So you will have actually gone into hypnosis before yeah. and you don't know, you're probably thinking right now, you're like, yeah, like oh God, is she gonna take me to hypnosis? <laughs> no. But um, yeah, like you will have gone into hypnosis before. Mm. So if you think about a time, do you drive? Yeah. So has there been a time when you were driving along the motorway or something and then you completely zone out? I do that when I'm walking. Yeah. Yeah, it's a state of hypnosis. I'm like, oh, how did I get here? State yeah. of trance, yeah? Okay. So your subconscious knows the route from A to B, your regular walk to work, for example, yeah? Your subconscious knows how to get you from A to B, so you don't have to think about it. So you can be completely immersed in this other world in your head, completely not realise that you've walked from A to B and, and get to work. And that's all in the control of your subconscious. That's how powerful it is, right? Wow. So... So your subconscious does so many wonderful things for you to protect you. Yeah. But equally, it absorbs all this shit that we don't need. We can get rid of it. Um, but yeah, so you would have been into hypnosis before. You just haven't used it to your advantage, basically. 
Um, so, so that's a state of trance. With the, because obviously you said that, like, you know, obviously we absorb the good and the bad. From a selfish point of view, <clears throat> has, like you said, the, the thoughts just kind of like stopped that one day. Now, using obviously your own experiences and obviously what you do for other people, are you able to kind of manage the stuff that you absorb? Yeah, I I do a lot of self-hypnosis and meditation. So like most evenings I'll, and if I don't, if I've not done it one day or something, it doesn't yeah. matter too much, but generally I have to after like at the end of the day, every yeah. day, because yeah, I just, you can't, you can't take on everyone else's shit, yeah. right? We're, we're energy, you know, you, you must have been, um, around someone who feels like a complete like energy vampire just sucks up like yes. all your <laughs> yes, yes. unfortunately <laughs> yes. and when that happens like that kind of that sort of thing can happen in you know like in hypnotherapy yeah. sessions I genuinely can feel myself picking up on other people's emotions so you could be releasing uh, trauma for example um, during hypnosis and I'll kind of go into how that looks, but for like you, when you're in hypnosis, you could release that trauma and I could feel it and I could pick up on it. Yeah. So I could sometimes feel like almost a little bit sad or like I get goosebumps a lot and that's why I know something's happening. Um, that's so, weird yeah. that you say that about the goosebumps because if I'm talking about like a good thing or even a bad thing, I ha literally had it really? about an hour ago. Really? I, there was a guy in here who was recording in the studio and we were kind of like, well, he was just like wrapping up and um, we were having a conversation about it. And he was telling me about the conversation and I don't know the people he was talking to. Yeah. I don't know what the podcast was about. I sat over there with my headphones in and when the when he was talking and he got to a certain point and i could literally feel it was like someone that you know that's that feeling of someone walking over your yeah. grave yeah because i was so like like i guess one i was obviously interested <clears> in what he was saying but i was like oh wow that that's powerful that's weird yeah, yeah it's why, why why does that happen it's energy isn't it yeah. we're, we're energy like we and and how i describe it to people is that you will somewhere in your body like everyone you've got energy running around your body yeah. and you will develop blockages and things like that so you will have where you have experienced trauma think about i don't want to bring anything up for you here right but if you thought about a certain incident that's happened in the past yeah. and don't do it now but if you thought about it you could probably if you've still got trauma there you can bring that emotion up so it yeah. might be somewhere you can feel it in your chest mm -hmm. Or you feel it, you know, some people feel things in the stomach or whatever. Yeah. Um, or it might cause you to grind your teeth or make you feel a bit, uh, I yeah. don't like this. That's that's triggered by the memory, right? So in hypnosis, we can get rid of the emotional attachment, but still have the memory there. Wow. So you can think back and go, Oh, that incident, yeah, it was really traumatic, but I'm over it. Like yeah. you know. Do you remember like obviously <laughs> when you are in that kind of state of trance, as you said? Um, do you remember what's being said to you or are you that kind of, it, it, it tends to go through phases. Yeah. So people will tune in and tune out, but it doesn't matter. Your subconscious is always listening. How many times have you gone to like, I don't know, you've gone somewhere and you think, oh, I've seen something like that recently, but you don't know why you've seen it. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, it's a picture on the wall yesterday, you know? It's your subconscious picks things Does up. Does that like play into? Sorry, you've you've done you've done it now. You've opened. Like, I'm really yeah. really sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. No, but this is this is genuinely why I wanted to have you on the show because it's the education part around hypnotherapy yeah. that obviously I don't know unless I have the conversation. Um, <clears throat> but deja vu. Yes. Is deja vu a thing, or is it our subconscious mind kind of repeating things to us? I mean, people, that's a deep people, question. People believe different things yeah. i mean i've got my own beliefs around yeah. <laughs> i like to think that there's some kind of past life thing going on yeah. there, right but subconsciously yeah i i think scientifically there is mm. something you know with your subconscious there you know i don't know too much about deja vu but yeah i find all that stuff really interesting yeah. and, creepy, and i feel like oh i've lived this moment before it's right you, you're saying that like, so that to me kind of almost it's like a almost like a <laughs> spiritual kind of do you know what side. there's a side to it because 
I've met a lot of hypnotherapists, yeah. right? And you've got the the ones that are like, no, nah, there's nothing funky going on here. It's just, you know, it is how it is what it is. We can release trauma. You know, our mind's really powerful. We can release all this stuff. And then there's kind of the spiritual, which is like, you know, people think that there's there's all sorts of things that they think are going on. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I am quite spiritual, but I wouldn't say that I let it completely guide my yeah. sessions. I'm quite, I like people to understand what is going on, despite, you know, no matter what their beliefs are. And if they start talking to me about past life regression, then that's that's up to them, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's powerful. I, I love these conversations. <laughs> With your own journey, obviously your hypnotherapy is obviously quite, clearly been like the biggest kind of I guess coping mechanism to get you through what you went through was there anything else that you leaned on when things get a little bit much I definitely do you know what I have to tell myself to rein it in with the schedule like yeah. if things get too much I have to learn to say no you know like oh you can rearrange things so that you see people at different times and stuff and I do like to give myself a clear run sometimes when I just need to like almost go in. People mm. say like, oh, you go on you in yourself or you disappear for a week. And I'm like, that's just me. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it does heal you, you in that. a way. Yeah. You need a bit of downtime, um, especially when you're working with people all the time. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Um, yeah, that is, I mean, I think it's really important. How no, about I, you? I, no, I, 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 I completely agree with you. And <laughs> it's the reason kind of I asked it, because obviously I... I've picked up some of the, my best coping mechanisms now by having these kind of conversations, you know, whether it's journaling or, you know, podcasts or anything like that. But I would have to agree with you that sometimes it's almost seen in a negative way. Like you said, like, oh, you've gone in on yourself. But like, sometimes I need to go in on myself to kind of understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I need to kind of almost nitpick little things that have happened throughout the week to allow myself to understand why I did that or you know how do I yeah. not do that again kind of thing yeah because it is difficult like you have these kind of conversations like day in day out and imagine obviously I'm not a therapist I'm not you know doing anything on the level that you do but it's quite easy to kind of get caught up in that and if someone is having a hard time you said it earlier about kind of like matching energy and stuff mm like you need to sometimes take that step away to regroup. Yeah, I think recharging is a really big thing. Like I can't treat people if I'm like, you know, like yeah. flat out <laughs> and I'm not going to be in the best mood to like, you know, spend time with my friends either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But um, I think people have different different ways of coping. But for me, I definitely go in on myself. I I take some time out basically. Yeah. And that's, you know, I do a lot of meditation, a lot of hypnosis, like self-hypnosis. And and generally that really keeps me calm, yeah. quite level-headed. Um, but yeah, I, I do think there's a lot to be said for taking time out. And there are people that just get offended by it. Like they really get offended by it. And I'm like, sorry, I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. You need to help yourself. And it's, it's. I get really annoyed at people who have this kind of conversation like I need to be selfish. Like it's not selfish. Like you're giving yourself what you need. Yeah. Like you're just doing like if your friend was like, I'm really struggling. One of the first things you say, like take some time for yourself. Like you need to put yourself yeah. first. So the why, when it comes to us taking our own advice, like, Oh, I can't do that. It's selfish. I know. I it know. makes no sense. I, I 
Do you know what? You strike me as an empath, and empaths suck at it. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I'll sit here no. and be like, yeah, but, but this like, is what I mean. Yeah. And to be fair, that's an important, they're not important, isn't, wait, it is important, um, interesting topic about the power of no. Do you, do you, I imagine you struggle to say no? Yeah, then. sometimes I really do. And I have to really, do you know what I, my, my toxic trait is? I'll, I'll send a message straight back to say, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then I'm like, I kind I of just want... took 10 minutes and then decided, no, I don't want to do that. But I do. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm talking to a mirror. Um, with obviously the whole hypnotherapy conversation, you mentioned a few times now about self hips, hips, <laughs> hypnosis. Yeah. How it, does that work? Do you know what I find it? I can find it a little bit harder yeah. because I really enjoy someone else speaking to me and doing all the work. Because when you when you do hypnosis and you do it on other people, you're constantly thinking, "What am I going to say next?" So it almost becomes like you start thinking about hypnotherapy rather than actually doing what you're supposed to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would rather someone talk to me, and it really just sends me off. Like whereas I. Talking myself into it is is not as exciting. <laughs> it's not as Do you uh, find fun. it difficult, like if you've had like a day of like, you know, like with like your clients <clears throat> or whatever you kind of call them, um, to put yourself in like that state? Because I imagine if you're kind of I don't know, I don't So really... so so I, for example, will so they'll be in sitting in the room with me and I will basically give them the pre-talk, which I sort of spoke to you about yeah. before. Um, I explain to them like what the subconscious is, you know, the concept of the subconscious and um, explain to them about, you know, energy and about your mind and the pressure that builds up within your mind. And at what point we need to release that and we can do that in hypnosis. And then I explain to them what hypnosis is. So it's a, a deep state of focus. Yeah. And, it's a natural state and I'm not going to do anything <laughs> to you that you don't want, want to happen. Yeah. I can't make you do something you don't want to do. Yeah. So the theory I suppose is, you know, there's a lot of people like, but how come people on the stage, you know, they do all this funky stuff and I'm like, they want to do it. You sit and if you look at the audience, the, the wife that's pushing the, the husband up to say, go on, get up there husband's not going to be a subject for a good subject for hypnosis yeah so I know that my dad for example would be really really shit like <laughs> hypnosis will not work on him because he doesn't want you to open Pandora's box yeah, yeah? no offense dad <laughs> but um, he doesn't want you to open it but you know some people are scared of what's going to happen um but the reality is it allows you to release emotion and release trauma however that may be and and it happens in generally quite an involuntary way. So people will get involuntary movements is the most common thing. So I know that when I go into hypnosis, I get a lot of leg twitches. Okay. Um, some people get involuntary speech, a little bit of involuntary speech. And there's normally a lot of twitching around the face and a lot of movement on the head. So a lot of people drop their head. Um, that's kind of like the classic, you know, you probably see it on telly, but yeah, it, it yeah. happens. People go into this deep dreamland in their mind and they can really dig out, you know, in their subconscious, you know, and get really deep in there. So people just, it's almost like drop. Um, yeah. So it happens, but um, I can't remember what you asked me to be honest. I swear I can't. I was literally, I, I love these <laughs> kind waffle. of conversations. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I'm waffling. Yeah, I'm the perfect show for it. <laughs> we've we've said with the hypnosis side of things, like it helps obviously with anxiety, trauma and stuff. There's a side to hypnosis that I think, you, you know, even just like if you were to Google it, can help with like weight. It can help with like smoking. It can happen yes. with all these things. Like from a selfish point of view, from like a, I guess from like not necessarily a diet, but like from a weight point of view, how does how does that work? Good question. <laughs> um, so basically, the subconscious is your subconscious deals with things like trauma. Yeah, for example, so every single day you're gonna have 
probably every week you're going to have something traumatic happen to you. And then you'll have the big life events. And like I said, it, that trauma builds up. So actually things like weight loss, um, sorry, overeating and uh, what did you say the other one was? Oh, like smoking. smoking. Yeah. Their responses to trauma a lot of the time. So people develop a subconscious coping mechanism. I know people that bite their nails because that's that's their yeah. mind's way of coping. People don't necessarily want to eat loads and keep eating, but a lot of the time it's a response to trauma. And when you get rid of the emotional attachments to the trauma that's happened to them, the symptoms are relieved. Does that make sense? So it's more around, <clears throat> it's not necessarily the thought process around like the overeating. So it's more the emotion that's attached yeah the, the emotion that's attached to the eating and they won't know what that is yeah a lot of the time they won't know what that is um and that's not to say that you know different people are experience different things mm. you know with with weight and obviously there's medical conditions and things like that to consider um but generally that is a, a really good start point and everyone has trauma and your subconscious finds a way to cope. But that's not to say that people can't consciously start. If you think about this concept, right? You, you do, right? Have you, have you ever ridden a pushback? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you at some point were consciously taught to ride that bike and you had to think about how to get on it and like, I've really got, you know, yeah. what I'm doing. But now you don't think about it. So your, your conscious action repeated becomes a subconscious action. So it's not to say they can't break that, but the trauma is still going to be there. So chances are they're just going to develop a new coping mechanism to, to that trauma. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's quite it powerful. It is. It is. And yeah, your subconscious is responsible for a lot. Beliefs, decision making. God. Both good and bad. I know. Because no. obviously we wouldn't obviously survive, I don't think, without no. the subconscious. No, not at all. And your your decision making every single day, I mean, 95% of the decisions you make are done within your subconscious. You don't think about them. You just do them. It's like remembering to breathe, isn't it? Yeah. Subconsciously, obviously. Yeah. And those changes in hypnosis that, that happen, so those big changes, they'll happen as easy as you breathe and as easy as you blink because that's your subconscious. And what happens is in... Um, when you're in a state of hypnosis, you're very open to suggestion. Yeah. So we effectively open up your subconscious and dim down your conscious mind and access all those little, like, you know, pockets of trauma. Wow. Yeah. So it is quite amazing. I'm, I mean, yeah. I remember a really, really good experience of um, hypnosis. And I'd had hypno um, hypnotherapy before. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, <clears throat> I'm not sure like, you know, I want to, because at the time this was when I was on the hypnotherapy course. So I'd had all my hypnosis sessions and I was doing a course. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, I, don't, I don't really want to go into hypnosis around all these people, you know? And then, so someone, we was doing bits on each other and, and uh, this guy said, you know, sit in the chair, do all this, blah, blah. And I was thinking, oh, and I literally just went like, and I've never, ever gone into hypnosis like that. And I just, burst out crying it was like turning on a tap honestly and I remember thinking there was a part of me that was like this is embarrassing but the other part was like this feels good <laughs> and then Finally it's out. literally like after that again it was like I obviously needed that I haven't had hypnosis for a year like I haven't had hypnotherapy for a year and after that I started doing it to myself all the time but it's it's a little bit harder I feel yeah but, but yeah yeah it's a powerful tool <clears throat> really powerful yeah Speaking of powerful tools, obviously there's thing that keeps catching me out the corner of my eye. What is that <laughs> on the floor? <laughs> oh, oh my god, what have I got in my head? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm explaining it to you. Okay, so this is this is actually a really, really good uh way to explain to you why someone might have anxiety, right? And so if you imagine in your mind, um, in your brain, you've got your amygdala, which deals with your um, flight fight response. So mm -hmm. your threat assessment in effectively. And so <clears throat> imagine this is your amygdala. In your brain, take that aside for a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in your brain, you've got the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. 
And when there's conflict between those two sides of the brain, the emotion will always take over. So the left hemisphere is all to do with your logic and the right is to do with your emotion. So when there's conflict between the two sides of the brain, the psychologist, Emil Kue said that if uh, there's conflict between the two, the emotion will always, always override the logic. So that's when you're like in an argument, you get really angry and you're like, oh, and then you think later, I shouldn't have said that. That was an emotional reaction. And so in between those two sides of the brain, is your amygdala, which deals with your threat assessment, right? And you laugh, but this is a really good, people really grasp this, right? And if you imagine this is your amygdala, what should happen is that it's on guard and then after, like, throw that at you, you blink, yeah? That's a subconscious reaction, okay? So that subconscious reaction, what's happened there is your amygdala fires up and opens up and sends cortisols, hormones, electrical impulses around your body to say, react, do something, do something, yeah? There's a threat. And so that's a really minimal, obviously, like reaction, yeah? A minimal threat. But when that threat's cleared and gone, so there's no threat anymore, that should close back down. But (laughs) what happens is, like when you've got trauma, is that it can't close back down. So it's kind of trapped here. And it's still sending all those electrical impulses, um, you know, cortisols, hormones around your body to say, do something, do something, there's a threat, but there's not a threat, yeah? It's just a trauma that's trapped and your body thinks like something's going on. And so it's on overdrive. And that's why you get that adrenaline, that anxious feeling all the time is because this can't close back down. So when we release the emotional attachments to the trauma that you've been through, then this can close back down and you can get a bit of clarity in your life. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what as well? And this, this word, I've never heard well obviously i've heard this word before but i'm hearing it a lot lately and i think it's because i'm exploring different ways of managing my anxiety like looking at like different therapies this and that and it all keeps coming back to the clarity word clarity yeah and it's like when i some guy well his name's um rob he was on the show recently and he was saying like well when you go to the gym and stuff do you have a clear goal on what you want I was like, well, not really. I just go to the gym for the sake of going to the gym. He was like, you kind of need clarity on like what you want to be able to get to where you need to go. Yeah. So it's really weird because it's like this. Obviously, I struggle with anxiety still on a daily basis, but I think it's because I don't really have a lot of clarity. I'm not kind of exploring those things of like getting to that version of Taylor that needs to kind of exist because yep. those blockers are still there. there. We'll do you a hypnosis session. Yeah. <laughs> god this is good yeah Yeah. yeah. but but clarity is a big thing right because i think without clarity you have like you don't have as much direction you don't one thing that i really notice is that if i've had a few hypnosis sessions i've boxed away the shit that kept coming up and just reappearing saying you'll share this you're you know like all those silly little Mm. thoughts that just intrude sometimes they go away like you know you've boxed them away i've dealt with that that scenario whatever it was that was traumatic it's it's done now stop overthinking it and it and it doesn't come back does that make sense yeah. um but yeah clarity is a, a good word i love clarity yeah <laughs> i feel like it's it's a it just a, seems to be a common theme at the moment i think it's just because i'm more aware of it if there was anyone listening to this who is having a bit of a tough time of it other than kind of obviously exploring hypnotherapy either with yourself or wherever what advice would you give them someone who's like you know struggling with anxiety yeah do you know what i find it really really good if i just sit there and close my eyes for like honestly a few minutes and just like let whatever comes like whatever emotion you have just just let it be there and and let it go and just almost imagine that you're you're letting go of it because if you can picture that if you can feel it chances are you can picture it you can feel it in your body um and it will, your your brain doesn't really know the difference between something that's a reality and, and something that you're you're imagining, right? So it's like when you're in your dreams, you're so immersed in it. You're like, wow, that felt really real. So we can almost like trick our brains into thinking something is happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really good technique that I use. And sometimes you'll get 
I don't know, random ways of like, you might, I might picture, for example, throwing some shit in the bin and like, you know, like each one and there's something on each bit of paper, you know, but people, other people have really random things. Like, I don't know, picture it in really random ways, but there's no right or wrong way. Mm. It's just, I find that a really good technique just to sit there and just imagine that I'm getting rid of, getting rid of it. Um, and it's done. Yeah. Um, it's powerful. You see, don't people like write on bits of paper and like they either burn it or like put in the bin. But it's almost, it's like you can picture it, like you said, like leaving your body. Speaking of like bodies and like throwing shapes and things like that, are you a music fan? I love music. I love a bit of music. Good, good, good. Because obviously we're a mental health and music podcast. Mm -hmm. So I have three final questions for you that really like, I feel (laughs) like... I love this, but this is like my favorite, not the ending, but like it's, I love <laughs> hearing what songs have kind of soundtracked okay. the journey. What song needs to be playing to get Ellie on the dance floor? Oh, on the dance floor. Oh, God. Do you know what? I actually, <laughs> I love doing the moves. What's that one? Um, Candy. I love that song. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is having a bit of resurgence <laughs> at the minute because I think it goes in time with, I can't think of what Beyonce song it is. But oh, I seem really? to be, I, for some reason, it's like on my For You page on You've TikTok. Been it, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like Jay Z does it to like one of Beyonce songs. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen that. But yeah, uh, that is one of mine. Do you know what? I just think all the old school, like yeah. 90s stuff as well, was just gets me right. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side of that, is there any songs or albums that kind of, when you are having those kind of like down days and like you are sitting in your feels? Does it pull the emotion out? Yes. Very weird. And you might not know this song from, uh, like, if I say it to you, but you might know it. If, you will know it if I play it to you. Um, it's a song by Desiree called You Gotta Be. <laughs> do you know what it is? I you do know what it know. is. But th- this isn't the one about, oh, hang on, I might be getting this mixed up now. But I have a problem <laughs> with this song. Why? <laughs> because it's, there's a line in this song, and I think I've got the right one, and it says something along the lines of, like, walking in the park, I don't want to see a ghost, I'd rather have a piece of toast. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and still, and someone said it to me once on the show, like, probably, like, two years ago, and it has stuck <laughs> with me. It's a banger, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it is it, a you banger. Know, you have, you've got to uh, be... Do you know, I've never read into that bit. I must just zone out on that <laughs> bit. I do know that it's there, but I just... <laughs> That is actually a, a good point. I mean, yeah, but you you listen to a lot of songs and there's so many that resonate and there are the occasional lyric you think you just can't think of anything yeah. to. I mean, I, I do agree with it. I'd rather eat toast than <laughs> see, a, see a ghost. It's a bit random. Yeah. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> but then why, why is that? Why, why does that song... Do you know, it just is one of those songs that really lifts me up. Like, I feel like if I'm having a bit of self-doubt or lacking confidence I'm really like it just gets me going um and I have this theory that I was I died in the 70s because I also like a lot of 70s music um theory who knows what happened and I also am very very drawn to like um bright colors and so I'm like to be fair, you did walk in it. I was like, oh my God, look at all those buttons. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed. I was like, rainbows. <laughs> rainbows. Um, but yeah, there's something subconsciously that draws me to colour. And I don't know what it is. So I, it's like, like my moth. alien child. <laughs> a in a maybe, yeah, maybe I was. Maybe I was. Moths are dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, final question. If there was a song that you could put in a box wrapping chains, kick it to the bottom of the ocean, oh never hear God. it again, what song would it be? I actually don't know. Probably some, like, heavy metal stuff, you know? Really oh, yeah. heavy, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't actually think of a, a song that I really hate, to be honest. Like, but I do think a little bit of heavy metal sometimes a bit sends me into, like... Um, Angry mode. Yeah, and also, <laughs> what's that? it just it kind <laughs> of, like, it's... What's it when you overcloud all your senses and all your senses feel like it's just too much? Like yeah. sensory overload. <laughs> overload. It's like that. So that that does that to me. So I'm like, yeah, shut that out. <laughs> well, I think you're the first person out. who's come on here and not said crazy frog. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about <laughs> no, that. You've no, you've said it now. No, you've said it now. Yeah. Um, 
you have been brilliant to oh, offer. I genuinely feel you. like I've learned so much. And I feel like there has been part of the hypnotherapy kind of stigma that has been reduced by having this conversation. And it is something that I, you know, you'd be stupid not to try. You know, you're, you're sat here like a, almost like a result yeah. of the work and not the hypnotherapy. Yeah. Um, for anyone who's listening who, you know, want to know more, they want to find where you not find you where you are, but like where where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at, at EJ Hypnotherapy and the same on Facebook at EJ Hypnotherapy. Um, also my website, um, www.ejhypnotherapy.co.uk. Um, but yeah, just it's it's generally I would just do a free consultation um, to find out you know if what I can help them with and if if you can work with me and then we go from there. Um, but yeah. I would say it, it's beneficial for everyone, you know, like everyone could do with a bit of hypnotherapy if they're willing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If they're, if but they're I think it's subject. the same as anything, isn't it? Though? <clears throat> with any kind of therapy, like you are going to have to put the work in. You I think it's to. not someone yeah. like someone can guide you. Like you said, like, with, you know, you can do that, like the pre-talk and obviously the talk throughout the, the session. Um, but you are going to have to put the work in. Yeah, you have to want to change um but if you want to change and you want things to change then it's a really really good and fast way of doing it um it's a lot quicker than like you know counseling all that sort of stuff so pretty good pretty good give it a go yeah give it a go give it a go thank you for joining me for a waffle no worries thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> you put the buttons down now please <laughs> planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.